Set up to the back cave, a DC talk show. This is the one and only show where we talk about all things going. Uh, wow, let me try that again. Where we talk about everything going on with Batman and the DC multiverse. And we are here, guys. We are here. Shazam has finally opened. Um, we are gonna. I'm. I do have a couple of DC news topics that I'm gonna very quickly run down. And then we're gonna talk, and then we're gonna talk about, and then most of today's episode is just gonna be me gushing or or spoiling Shazam: Fury of the Gods. But before we spoil Shazam: Fury of the Gods, let's go ahead and run down these uh, news topics. Um, and uh, yeah, we are gonna go ahead and do that. Um, if you guys hear a lot more sniffling, uh, I woke up a little bit with some allergies, so I'm trying to just get over those real quickly um but let's go ahead and let's talk about some news topics um so coming in uh so the first one we got is um james gunn it, it yes it has been announced as we talked about on the zeke Setsu show james gunn is officially directing superman legacy um james gunn is officially making superman legacy as um as his next directorial vehicle James Gunn has been writing the feature since before he became co-head of DC Studios in November, and it was widely expected that he would direct, though it, though it was unclear if he would be given his if he would be gi- if he would given his duties <coughs> uh, overseeing the expanding DC slate with partner Peter Safran. Uh, Superman Legacy will be the first big screen feature of the Gun slash Saffron era. Uh, Warner Brothers has has the project dated for July eleventh, twenty twenty five, and that comes to us from the Hollywood Reporter. Now we talked a little bit about this on the Zeke Setzel show. I'll just give my thoughts very quickly on this. Um, I love this news. I think this is perfect. Um, I think. Uh, when it comes to something like this, uh, especially since James Gunn is the man who is going to be, um, shepherding this DC universe, um, we, we know that his DC universe is most likely going to have a very particular tone. And, um, the, the best thing for James Gunn to do is to, um, set that tone with this first film. So, um, it makes sense for him to be directing this, especially setting the tone for the movies, uh, now we know he's already writing the uh, Creature Commandos show for, uh, for for D- for HBO Max. We already know he's hard at work. Uh, he's written all the episodes for that, and I think they're in the middle pre-production on that show right now. Um, but yeah, no, this is uh, this is great news. I love this. I, I love this news, and I can't wait to see uh, Superman Legacy when it draw when it comes out on July eleventh, twenty twenty five. And uh, the second one we're going to talk about uh, this is 
Uh, ben Affleck says he is not directing a film for DC, for the DCU. Uh, I would direct, uh, I would not direct something for the James Gunn DC. Absolutely not. I have nothing against James Gunn. Nice guy. Sure, he's going to do a great job. I just wouldn't want to go in and direct in the way that they're doing that. Uh, and that comes to us from Ben Affleck. Um, ben Affleck also went on to talk about his uh, experience with Justice League, saying that it absolutely tore him apart and um, it it broke his heart, <clears throat> and that he's glad he was given uh, one more chance to say goodbye to the character in a much more fitting way. Um, and uh, he had mentioned that he only is in the Flash for about five minutes. So, um, which which we kind of we kind of knew we knew that. Um, Ben Affleck wasn't going to have the biggest role in uh in that film. So it's it's not surprising. It's it's definitely not surprising at all. Um I I'm I you know I'll be honest, I'm okay with this. Uh as much as I would love to see um Ben Affleck directing a film for DC because I think he's a, an incredible incredible director. Um if you guys have not watched um, The Town um, or Argo, uh, definitely go and check those two movies out. They're really, really great. And he's a fantastic director. I love his movies. I even like the the last one he did. Um, uh, Live, was it Live, is it Live by Night? Is that the one, the, the gangster movie he did? Um, I like that movie. I thought that was a good movie too. So, you know, I, um, I'm okay with this. And, <clears throat> and look, if you had a bad experience, if you've ever, if anybody out there has ever had a bad experience working for a particular company or, or any job you've had that you just, that just ruined you, that was bad for you mentally, like you would not want to go back to that. And, and so Ben Affleck is the same thing. I mean, <clears throat> um, you know, it's, that's, that's just... That's just the way it is. I mean, look, <laughs> the man went back to drinking because of DC. So what makes you think that he would want to, you know, go back to that? You know, and I don't think I, I don't. And so I'm I'm kind of okay with his decision. You know, um, and I and I I'll, and, but I will say this: I cannot wait. <laughs> For this new one he's got coming out, Air, the the that new move that new Nike movie about the um about the Air Jordans, I I cannot wait for that movie because it's gonna be his collaboration with Matt Damon. He's directing it, and uh, yeah, I I cannot wait for that. I just saw the I saw the trailer for it in front of um uh Scream because I went and saw Scream Six the other day, um I and. I'll be honest, like, I, I saw the trailer for that, and it looked, it looks great, I can't, can't wait, so, okay, now that we've gotten those two movie news topics out of the way, guys, it's time, it's time for us to say the magic word, um, and, uh, we are gonna be talking about, uh, the next DC, DCEU film, uh, Shazam, Fairy of the Gods, so, let's not waste any time, guys. And let's talk about Shazam! Fear of the Gods by saying the magic word, Shazam! 
So Shazam! Fury of the Gods. This um, was directed by David F. Sandberg and stars Zachary Levi as Shazam, Helen Mirren as... Uh, uh, actually, let me bring up the casting list for this because now I forgot. I almost... <laughs> my mind just went blank on who's in the film. My mind just decided to go somewhere... My decided to go somewhere completely different so um it is directed by david f sandberg written by henry gaden and chris morgan um it stars zachary levi a asher angel Jill jack dylan grazer um rachel zegler um uh helen mirren lucy Liu, uh grace caroline Cur uh, curry um uh adam brody ross butler dj uh katrona uh megan good and Jaimon Hansu as the wizard. So, yeah, Shazam! Fear of the Gods, it's out. Now, apparently it has broken... Um, I'm recording this on Sunday morning, so it might change by the time this episode goes up. Um, the, early, um, the early results for Shazam! Fear of the Gods... Uh, let me go ahead and... Check that out real quick. See if, um, okay. Well, here's Deadline's report. Uh, well, according to Deadline, uh, it's op the domestic opening weekend. Um, was thirty million was thirty was thirty million dollars. Um, and its worldwide to total is right around. $65.5 million. So, um, not looking good as far as box office goes. Not looking good, um, unfortunately, uh, for the character. Uh, and for the movie itself, because I think this is a really wonderful film. Uh, after seeing it twice now, um, I honestly think it... I. You know, I I just rec I was putting together my rankings on Letterboxd, which, by the way, if you're not following me on Letterboxd, um, please do follow me on Letterboxd because it's it's you can um, see all my all my rankings there. Um, um, uh, okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm on uh. On Letterboxd, when I was ranking them, I have it just in between Wonder Woman and Man of Steel. I have it in between those two films. But having seen it for a second time, I think I might put it over the first Wonder Woman. Because I really do love this film. I love this movie. Um, I think it is wonderful. Um, just like the first one, I think it's filled with so much heart. Um, and just like the first film, I think the kids are fantastic. You don't get a lot of them in this film. I, I, that's one thing I mentioned in my non-spoilers review. You don't get much of the kids, but when they are on screen, they're the best part. Um, and now that I can spoil the movie, I can say, 
literally, as soon as uh, Billy's siblings were all, their their powers were taken away, and they were all, like, in the third act, like, riding those unicorns. Like, I I actually dug it. I, you know, no, typically, a part like that would have made me roll my eyes and go, oh my god, are they really doing this? I actually dug it because I love those kids because the kids are so great and they're so they're filled with so much charm. Um, I loved what they did with Billy. Um, I I love Billy's arc in this. The fact that um, he is because he now has a, a team. Um, he's so insecure about his own abilities that he feels like he has to rely on his on his family. Um, which is a very interesting and a lot different than what than what I thought they were gonna go. Um, I thought it was gonna be like this whole idea where, you know, um, Billy's gonna want to like not not be with his family as a superhero team, but his family's gonna want to keep um, joining him as a team. But this idea that that he wants to keep everyone together and that everyone else is trying to do their own thing. Um, is really interesting. Um, and it go <laughs> and it plays it, it. You see that arc start right when he's at the, um, uh, pedi- <laughs> right when he's talking to the, uh, to the pediatrician, which <laughs> again, I like, I like it. It's just like, um, again, pediatrician, not a psychiatrist. <laughs> um, I love that. It, it's, it's, it's so great. Um, um, let me, uh, you know, what? I'll I'll save the villains for my negatives. I'll 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 save the villain talk for my for my negative section because I, I I don't I don't have the best things to say about the villains. Um, let me keep talking about the positives though. The action is spectacular. The action is great. Um, that scene on the bridge is one of my favorite. Has become one of my favorite scenes in any comic book movie. Number one because of just. Number one, because it is really funny. Um, that that whole thing where um, the one lady's in her car and she's falling off the bridge and all of a sudden uh, uh, Billy, as Shazam, comes in and uh, saves her and he goes, no way. And, and she's listening to the song I Need a Hero uh, by Bonnie Tett, which is a great song, by the way. Um, and by the way, when that song was playing, who else didn't think of, who else thought of... Um, the ending of Shrek 2. Did anybody else think that? I don't know why. Every, every time I hear that song, I always think of the ending of Shrek 2. Anyway. Um, but <laughs> Shazam catches her. And he goes, he goes, no way. Did I really just rescue you while listening to this song? <laughs> like, that is perfect. That is such a perfect It And it's literally such a, it, it, it's, it's, oh gosh, it's just such a perfect joke. Um, um, and uh, I love when he's talking to Helen. I love it in that scene. We all saw it in the trailer, but I love that scene where he's talking to the to Helen Mirren, and he goes, he goes, "You are very menacing." Let me just tell you. And he goes, "I may not have much much experience as you, because you know I'm not super old like you, but I but let me tell you something, lady. I've seen every Fast and the Furious movie. It's all about family, and they don't show up. And he's like, family." Guys, come on. That was a single. We rehearsed this like several times. <laughs> it's so great. Um, oh, and the eye doctor joke. Oh, the eye doctor joke was so great. I love I, I love it. Which, 
Oh yeah, oh yeah, no, she made a lot of friends last night at the eye doctor's. And then, and then, uh, Darla as her superhero at the eye doctor. <laughs> it's so, so great. It's so great. And then later on in the film, she's like, yeah, yeah. Cause she didn't go to the eye doctor. <laughs> it's, it's so, such a great joke. Um, um, and I will say this, um, this I like the fact that they finally revealed to the foster parents that they're superheroes because I I it's not that I don't like the idea of a superhero having secret a secret identity I I like that concept but I think if you're gonna have a shared cinematic universe there's no way you can do um you can do Marvel understood this when they made the first Iron Man movie there's no way secret identities could could work in a in a shared cinematic if it was a standalone universe where like Matt Reeves' Batman then yes in, in Matt Reeves' Batman universe it makes sense to have a a, a secret identity you know but in a shared cinematic universe like the DCU or the MCU, it 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 it's hard to keep it grounded and realistic, you know. To and you know when you have a guy who is literally flying around as Superman, then all of a sudden he puts on glasses, and now I'm a completely different person. You. And and they even poke fun of that. He's like, "You think Wonder Woman has a normal job? What? You think she just puts her hair in a ponytail, p- puts on glasses, and you know works at, as an accountant?" <laughs> like they even poke fun of that, and that's great. And that's the other thing that Shazam has done really well is it has really um, taken an opportunity to kind of call out all the cliches we see in a lot of superhero films. I feel like both Shazam and Deadpool have done a really good job of kind of freshening up the comic book genre by calling out all the cliches you see in modern day superhero films. Um, I'm trying to go through and see if there's anything else I'm missing. Oh, I, I, I like the dragon. I thought the dragon looks cool. I thought the dragon looked really cool. Um, I was, <laughs> when, when he first showed, when he, when you first saw him, I was like, oh crap. And when you saw him in the trailers, I was like, I was like, oh, it's just a typical dragon design. But then to actually see it in the film and see that it's almost made of wood, it, it just looks so cool. Like, I was like, that's a cool looking dragon. I want to, I want that. I wish, I wish I had that dragon. Um, let's see. Oh, and I love how. I love the the role that um, the wizard plays in the film, um, and I like the fact that they revealed that he didn't die in the in the first one, uh, that he was basically just sent into a uh, into into a prison, and I like that. I <laughs> I thought it was really great. I even like it when he's like when he's like, I gave my powers to children. <laughs> When he meets Freddy, and he keeps getting Freddy's name wrong, like at one point he calls him Freebie, um, uh, and then at one point at the end he calls him Jeff. You know, um, I love that. I think it's I think it's great. Um, um, let's see. Oh, I I really really like the um, uh, 
the 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 final kind of battle with Shazam and the Dragon in the uh in the baseball stadium. Uh I like the fact that uh Billy actually uh sacrifices himself at the end. Um and uh he he dies, quote quote dies. Um uh, but much like the MCU, he you know, that's it's a fake death, you know. So for everyone bitching and moaning that uh that um <laughs> that oh, Marvel does too many fake deaths. Guess what? DC's doing them a lot too. I mean, does anybody remember Superman and Batman vs Superman? Anybody? Am I the only one? <laughs> you know, um, I'm Steve Trevor. <laughs> How many times have they brought Steve Trevor back from the dead? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> okay. Um, but I like that. Um, and I loved. I love, love, love his obsession with Wonder Woman. His obsession with Wonder Woman is f- so hilarious. And when she shows up, which by the way, that was to, to not, uh, to not the biggest surprise that was spoiled in the marketing. Um, thank you, Warner Brothers for ruining that cameo in the marketing. Um, but when she, sh- <laughs> when she shows up, I, I just about, I, I was like, I was like, oh yeah. Um, and I love it when he's like, when he's like, you know, technically just because I have your father's powers doesn't mean we're technically related. So I'm going to be like 18 in five months. (laughs) And, And I love it when, um, when, uh, when she looks at him and goes, just stick to saving the world, Billy Batson. And I'm like, it was just, it just felt so cool to see a member of the Justice League confront him. Like, that's just so cool. And it, it, oh God, I really hope this movie, I really, really hope we can, we can continue Shazam. I don't know if the box office will let that happen, but if they do, please let Shazam join the Justice League. Um, I know we set him up to join the Justice Society. But we gotta let him join the Justice League. Speaking of that, the post-credit scenes. These are some of the best post-credit scenes I have ever seen. Uh, number one, the the first one is the one with um, Harcourt and um, Johnny Conamo's Team Peacemaker. Uh, we see them once again. We saw them in uh, in Black Adam. Uh, well, we saw Harcourt in Black Adam. Uh, and we saw both Harcourt and uh, Johnny Conamos in, uh, in in this. Which, by the way, when I saw the film yesterday, um, when I saw the film yesterday, and that post credit scene happened, you could hear people in the audience go, <gasps> when when the, <laughs> when those two showed up, because it seems like those two have kind of been almost integral to the DC universe. Um, as much as like Superman, Batman, the Flash, Aquaman, they've they've become really integral characters. They've almost become like the Nick Fury of the of the DCU. And the mention name dropping Amanda Waller was great. Um, I <laughs> and then I like it when they're like, "We want you to join the Justice," and he goes, "Yes, yes, absolutely." Oh man, I can't wait to to 
I, finally, I, I've been waiting. I, this is the day I've always dreamed of. Well, in my dream, it was actually Wonder Woman who came and asked me to join the team. And, and she's like, okay, great. Welcome to the Justice Society. He goes, huh? The, the Justice Society? What about the Justice League? He goes, no, this is we're recruiting you for the Justice Society. He goes, he's like, you have, don't you think it's it's weird to have two names that both have two teams that both have the name Justice in their in their time? I mean, let me let me just give you because according to Wikipedia, you have so many name suggestions here: Authority Society, you know, Code Society, which is a little lame, but eh, whatever. You, I'm sure you can make it work. And then he looks at it and he goes. <gasps> The Avenger Society. <laughs> like, I love it. And by the way, all the all the Marvel name drops. I remember when I saw um, Eternals, and I was shocked with how many um, DC references there were in that film. Like I was shocked to see how many DC references there were in Eternals, and then to see. Um, a DC film make Marvel. I mean, number one, you have that that Avengers name drop, but you also have <laughs> you got um you got um the the old guy in the street calling him Captain Marvel, which obviously is not just a name drop for the Marvel character, but is also the original name of Shaz- Shazam was originally called Captain Marvel. This was before he became a. That's before they um, had to change it. Um, he was originally called Captain Marvel, but it was still, it still, it still felt really cool. But, <laughs> um, and um, let's see. Uh, yeah, um, I like I said, I love, love, love the kids. I love their dynamic. Um, <laughs> I like Freddy's uh, superhero. His uh, version of a superhero name, uh, Captain Every Power, um, uh, and then he, and then he looks at Billy, goes, and that's my sidekick, Captain Every Power Jr., and he goes, Junior? <laughs> it's just so great, um, yeah, it's, it's great, oh, I forgot to mention about the bridge. Not only the fact does uh, Shaz- Shazam make that joke of, really, did I just save you listening to this song? But also when he's like, all right, team, here's the situation. We got to stop this bridge from collapsing. And then it automatically cuts to a news clip of, of them going, the, bri- the bridge has completely collapsed thanks to the Philadelphia fiascos. <laughs> That's so great. It was the, f- like, literally... As soon as they made that cut, I laughed so hard. And it it was probably probably my favorite joke in the movie. It was probably my favorite joke in the movie. Um but then we get the but going back to the post credit scenes, we got the second post credit scene. And the second post credit scene is once again, uh Savannah is in pri- uh Dr. Savannah is in prison. And uh uh, once again, that damn caterpillar, Mister Mine, comes in, and uh, he's he starts. He goes. He goes. To enact a plan, must one must pl- one must make sure it is carefully precise. And he goes. Tell me everything. He goes. I will. 
but first give me a minute. And then he just leaves him, he goes away, and then it ends with Savon going, God damn it! <laughs> and the reason why I love that one is because I love, it reminds me of the post credit scene in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. I know, I don't mean to make so many comparisons to Marvel, but it just reminds me of the post credit scene in Homecoming, where Captain America comes out and he's like, he's like, Patience is the most important thing you can have, and you sit here and wonder why you waited so long for something so disappointing. Um, that's what this one reminded me of. It reminded me of a of a fooled you kind of post credits scene, <laughs> like, and that's great. Now I will say this: if they, if James Gunn and Sa- Peter Safran decide that they want to um, go forward with this, which if this movie breaks even then that then maybe um i think the third film is going to be that i think the third i think in the third film we're going to see um uh mr mine and the return of uh of uh, of savannah um uh, and, and i will say this um a part of me was hoping that maybe one day we could see Shazam confront Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam, but after after the most recent reports of Dwayne Johnson, well, first of all, Dwayne Johnson's not even part of the DCU anymore because of Black Adam becoming a big financial bomb. But after hearing um, Dwayne Johnson's comments about how, oh, Black Adam, I don't, I don't want Black Adam confronting Shazam, because The Rock's ego is so big that he doesn't understand that having Shazam without Black Adam is like having Batman without the Joker. But anyway, um, yeah, I just, I don't think we're gonna see it. As much as I would like to see it, I don't think that I don't think we're ever gonna see it happen. So, but um, which is a shame. Okay. Now let's get into some of my negatives. I've, I've been going on and on about the positives. Let me go ahead and just start going into my negatives. Um, I gotta talk about the villains. Um, besides Helen Mirren, who I think is giving a really good performance, and uh, Rachel Zegler, who I really like her character, and I like the um, the relationship they build between her and Freddy... I think it's um cute and I um I like it. However, first of all, Rachel Zegler ultimately betraying Freddie was almost something that I felt like I felt like that should have been saved. Like the idea of her being related to the daughters of uh to the other daughters of Atlas. I feel like that's a concept that should have been saved, but instead they reveal it even before she reveals it to Freddy. They reveal when they're when they're looking up who the daughters of Atlas are, and it's like, oh, Calypso, Hespera, and Anthena, and all of a sudden he goes Anne, and I'm and all of a sudden that's when I'm like, eh, you probably could have just saved it for when Freddy finds out that 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 way we're finding out with Freddy. Oh crap, she's She's one of them. So that kind of bothers me. Um, I'll be honest. I uh, 
And I, I'll, uh, I, I hate to say this because I really like the actress, um, Lucy Liu as um, as uh, Calypso. Not not a good villain. Uh, very over the top. She is. I feel like Lucy Liu is channeling her inner um, Elizabeth Banks from uh, Power Rangers. Um, cause she is really, really like completely going over the top with this. Um, her motivation is very typical comic book movie villain. You know, I want to use the sea to destroy the world, to destroy the world. You know, I'm like, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, oh, boy. oh, great. Another, oh, oh boy. Um, and, I don't know, I just, I just did not find her, instead of being afraid, every time she was on screen, I laughed. Because, she felt like a villain, she felt like, like I said, she felt like Elizabeth Banks from, um, the 2017 Power Rangers film. Like, just super over the top, I can't take her seriously. Because some of her dialogue is really atrocious. Um, whereas Helen Mirren, I could take her seriously. And there are times when Helen Mirren's on screen where I'm just like, oh crap, she's really threatening. Like, I I almost want to see her face off against uh, Bill, Billy Batson and um, not, you know, Lucy Liu. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I... I um, um, but yeah, it's, I just, uh, the Daughters of Atlas just didn't work for me. They, they didn't, they weren't as memorable as the, as, uh, like, and, and it's not that Savant was like one of, like, was like the greatest, you know, it's not like Savant was like the greatest comic book movie villain of all time, but at least with Savant, Savant had a, um, he he almost felt like a um uh like uh like Doc Ock in a sense where you know based you know his whole um motivation for being the way that he is is based around trauma. You know, and him and him becoming a bad guy is is, is basically based around trauma and I, I thought that was more interesting than something like just power hungry, just you know, we want we want to plant the seed that will destroy the world. Um, it's just so, and and I will say, um, um, oh wow, I I, I thought I thought I had something interesting to say, but I I I completely had a brain fart. Um. But no, I, I, um, man, I'm, I'm really trying to figure out what was that other thing I didn't like about the film. There was something else. There was one other thing that I had that I thought I had a problem with, but I guess I, I guess I, 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 I guess I don't. Um. But, uh, yeah. Um. Okay. 
yeah, I, I, I guess, I guess, I guess my my issues. Uh, I guess that's my only issue is the villains. <laughs> um, uh, oh, that's 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 just that's it. Um, I also did not really love the uh, idea of a of a seed that just gives birth of a tr- of a tree that just gives birth to uh weird monsters. Like I just I I it, again it just it just made me go, uh really this is our third act. You know, again, most of the third act worked most of the third act worked for me. I just wasn't so big on the whole, you know, now we're going to plant this tree and this, and somehow this tree can just give birth to alien creatures. <laughs> like like I don't know, I just I, you know. Um and that's kind of why I think I don't like this movie quite as much as the first one because I thought almost everything about that film worked. Like there was maybe one or two things that I could nitpick about but there weren't there weren't any glaring weaknesses to me, you know. Whereas with this film, um, there were some real glaring weaknesses, like like the villains, the third act, uh, well, the the monster, at least the 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 part with the the the, the tree that could give birth to monsters, like apparently, like apparently that tree has the power to just give birth, I guess. Uh, it just it just didn't work for me. Um, also, we do and and although we do get scenes with the kids, I like I said you don't get much. You get more. It's like like for example, for the most part, Billy is Shazam for for the most part throughout this film. And look, Zachary Levi's great, but I would have loved to have just seen a little bit more scenes with, um. With uh, uh, with with Billy, I would have loved to have seen a little bit more of the day in the life of Billy Batson, um, and you know, showing him, um, as a kid, you know, or as a, a late teenager, you know, um, and also like like they they established this whole thing with the foster mom with uh with Rosa with him and uh with the relationship between Billy and Rosa. I wish they delved more into that. That way when uh at at the end he finally calls her mom. Um I think uh having that just would have been I think having more time to establish that that relationship and see how just far apart they are. Um, would have been a lot more interesting. So, uh, uh, anything else? Um, no, I'm, for the most part, I think everything, I mean, the CGI was much better in this film than it was in the first one. I will, I'll say that. I mean, cause there were, there were some times in the, in the first film where like, especially with the seven deadly sins, you could tell they were just CGI you could just tell they were CG, you know, whereas in this one, I, whereas in this one, they felt more like they felt more finished. Like the CGI felt just felt like it was, um, much more well done. Um, oh, uh, the suit, uh, the suit is so much more better than it was in, in the first one. Like I love, um, 
Like, don't get me wrong. I think this. I thought the suit was fine in the first one, but my problem with the suit in that first film was that it just it looked like it just looked like a suit that was filled with too much padding. I'm glad they changed it up and they uh, put less padding in it and uh, they made it more um, fitting with uh, what with Zachary Levi's physique. Well, really, with everybody, like they changed the costumes for all of them. You know, like uh, Freddy's suit uh, doesn't have any padding in it. You know, Eugene's suit, um, Pedro's. You know, um, you know all the, all these other characters don't have that much padding in their in their suits either. Um, <laughs> which I love. I love Pedro so. Oh man, no! I suck at dodgeball. He's like, no, no, no! Superhero Pedro, no! Superhero Pedro sucks at dodgeball too. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Pedro loses his powers. He's like, I told you, I suck at dodgeball. <laughs> so great. Um. Oh, I forgot to mention Steve. Steve, the 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 magic pen. I thought that was great. I loved. I loved. It's like. It's like. Um. It's <laughs> like. Um. Oh, that's great. And when, when Helen Mirren's reading the notes, she's like, we are willing to make a trade. Oh, that's good. Yours truly, sincerely, or just put side the champions. <laughs> and then you can just be, and then, and then all of a sudden, um, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it, it, the letter ends with, should we proofread? He goes, no, it's fine. Does anyone want a Gatorade? Do we have red? That's <laughs> so. That's so great. Um, and then and then like them constantly relying on uh on on Steve, uh like like Darla uh took the the notebook and and uh Steve is the one who tells them about the um the unicorns. Um, by the way, it's also kind of hilarious at first to see. <laughs> To see Jaimon Hansu go, uh, like when they say King of Beasts, and he goes, the unicorns. And he goes, the unicorns are the most fearsome creatures in their realms. And I'm like, and I'm not going to lie, it was actually kind of hilarious at first to hear Because <laughs> honestly, every time I've always thought of unicorns, I've always just imagined like, you know, like just fluffy little creatures that, you know that like how they're typically portrayed but <laughs> to see to see a movie where they're actually portrayed like fearsome beast like animals that could kill you and have no problem doing it like that it's just it's just great um so uh yeah let's go ahead and wrap up the spoilers review and wrap up this episode uh so guys overall Shazam Fear of the Gods, um, is it as good as the first one? No. But I love it. I think it's great. I, I've seen it twice now. I'm probably going to go see it a couple more times because, you know, I want to contribute to this movie's box office. Um, but, yeah, no, I, um, I, I, lo I love this movie. I, um, is it as good as the first one? No. Are the villains as strong as the villains in the first one? No. Um, you know, some of the 
like the <laughs> the whole tree of life thing and giving birth to weird little animals I thought was weird and and not really that great of a third act um but I love the action I love the action overall I love the characters um I love uh once again I think the family element is really strong like it was in the first film um um I think it's it's emotional uh it does a lot of things that a sequel should do is is it told a different story. It didn't try to. It didn't try to tell the same story as the last one. It actually tried to do something new and original and different. So, um, I love this film, uh, and uh, I think you guys should. I think you guys should check it out. I mean, DC fans, if we want James Gunn to continue with Zachary Levi Shazam, go see it. Go see Shazam. Let's let's actually support this movie because. This is a movie that absolutely deserves deserves the support and the fact that it the fact that it opened so low is on and again I'm recording this on Sunday so for all I know by the time this episode goes up it could be like a 50 million dollar opening weekend oh we don't know but but the 30 million dollar that that's scary that's just really scary cuz there's a possibility that DC that Warner Brothers could lose money on this film and Unfortunately, that's a that's a shame, and it's a shame for the character, and it's a shame for the actor playing this great character, um, and it's a shame for uh, for David F. Sandberg, uh, who directed both of these films. That both of these films, like the first one, barely broke even, was was almost didn't, and it was able to, but it it <laughs> just by by a hair broke even. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I just think we should all go and support this film. So, uh, but guys, that will do it, uh, for this week's episode of To the Batcave, a DC talk show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, a brand new episode of the West Wings podcast, uh, is going to go up. Uh, there's going to be a really special episode of Avatar The After Show. We're going to be doing a big announcement and a preview into what is to come for the second half of season three. So make sure you guys go and check that out. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, brand new episode of Throwback Thursday. I'm going to be talking about Star Wars The Last Jedi. So make sure you guys go and check that out. Um, and also also the uh, <laughs> the Zeke Setso Show drops on Friday. If you have any questions that you want to send in to the Zeke Setso Show, definitely start sending in questions. I'm, I'm going to go through... My Instagram today and uh, select any questions that come in for the Zeke Sensor show. All right, guys, that will do it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like the podcast, make sure you share and subscribe. I think you should subscribe to the podcast because Zeke the Geek said so. And don't forget, guys, I am. we are Vengeance and we are the Knights. Goodbye. have as much experience as you because i'm not like super old like you but i think i have a few experiences that you don't have because i've seen all of the fast and the furious movies lady and let me tell you something it's all about family